Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wynnett. Today we're talking with three local nonprofits, Arts DuPage, Swifty Foundation, and Midwest Shelter for Homeless Veterans. Spotlight. And today I'm joined by Deborah and Julie, and they're representing Arts DuPage. So welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Nice to have you here. Thank and you we're going to start out, Julie, with you. Talk a little bit for us, would you, about DuPage Foundation and what its connection is to Arts DuPage. Sure. The DuPage Foundation was founded in 1986 as really a clearinghouse for philanthropic opportunities. We bring together causes and those critical issues that are important to DuPage County and donors who are interested in sponsoring those events. So when you look at what we do at um, the DuPage Foundation, we're really trying to improve the quality of life for our residents in DuPage County overall. Arts DuPage is again one of these matching opportunities. We had a donor that saw that there was a need to have a better connection of all of our artists and cultural um, venues, events, people and a way to bring them all together so that everyone in the county would have a better sense of what's available here in DuPage from a cultural, entertainment, and arts perspective. Okay, that's interesting. It's a nice, I love the way it all kind of comes together, very synergistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Deborah, you've been in the arts world for a long time, I know. I've chatted <laughs> yes. with you over the years. So give us a little bit better understanding of Arts DuPage and how it impacts the community. Sure, Arts DuPage is a countywide arts council and you know it, it goes back to to 2012 or something, um, a donor came forward and asked if there was an interest in, in you know, the arts and, and they did a one-year intensive study um, and they interviewed people from the community and artists and, and everybody to find out what is needed, you know, and, and it was brought out that there's no connection between these arts and the venues and the artists. They were all kind of operating as silos. Community members were very unaware of what was going on. Um, so they decided to move forth and start this countywide council. And it's, it's been great. Uh, we've reached out to over 200 organizations that continually put on arts events, concerts, plays, theater exhibits, everything that's going on. Uh, we're working behind the scenes to maybe form collaborations so we can bring you know, music together with artists or we can find venues for uh, performers and, and you match up artists with galleries so they can show their work and so we're kind of doing that and we've also rolled out our website artsdupage.org um, which is an online resource and calendar for community members so if you're sitting at home and you say I don't know what's, what's going on this weekend you can go to the website and find hundreds literally hundreds I'm not exaggerating um, of things to do and and they're local, some are free, some are geared toward family, anything that you like. Well, some people will say that they don't like the arts or they don't have an interest, but then, you know, they can, they can find things that are really fun, like these outdoor summer concerts or the municipal band concerts on Thursday here in Naperville, um, the MAC at 
College of DuPage just finished their season, Addison, all these, uh, Bensonville, each of these individual municipalities have outdoor concerts going on. You bring picnic baskets, you can buy wine, it's, you know, bring a blanket, sit out and have fun. So you can find, you know, ballet and opera, but you can also find these other, um, experiences. Okay. So you're really, in, in many ways, you're doing a number of things, right? You're, you're a portal, so there's a one-stop shop place that I can come and find things that I might like to do in the arts. But it also sounds like you're, you're forming connections and partnerships and kind of leveraging. Mm -hmm, exactly. And then we're also doing things like hosting workshops and um, classes for members of the arts community to help fortify them with information so that they can better run their their groups and and you know a lot of artists if you're going to stereotype some may not be um, good at business mm -hmm. they're very good at what they do and so some of the classes we we offer are like well how to market your work or how to build a better board or so we we provide these experiences for them that's wonderful um, so it can it can help strengthen them and they and really they can, appreciate the networking opportunity oh that's a lot of them are so independent sure. And yeah. you bring people together, and there's even set sharing, for example, between uh, two theaters, and we can borrow your costumes, or yeah. you know, so you form those collaborations um, for the organizations that don't have the funding. You know, sure. so many of these organizations are run by volunteers; they don't have paid staff. So we're trying to work with them to make things work and then Absolutely. ultimately roll it out and amplify their efforts sure yeah. increase their attendance so they get more income and yeah, sure. it's really been well received that's wonderful mm -hmm. now talk a little bit about arts dupage month so um, as i was saying there's all these things going on in dupage county a lot of people aren't aware of it so what we're doing in october is we're inviting the organizations that are on our site to kind of dedicate one of their events to arts dupage month and it's it's parallels like maybe um, restaurant week, national sure. restaurant week. Brings so, a little more attention to it, right? Right, and and so if I'm a theater, for example, I might have a play, and if you say Arts DuPage Month, if you put in this code, you'll get a discount on admission. Or we're having you know gallery exhibits where there'll be a special reception, and we have a Q and A with the artists. So each event that's going to happen in October that's dedicated to Arts DuPage Month will have a little bit of a perk or a little bit extra. Okay. So, um, and this is, you know, at no extra cost to anybody and the organizations are very willing to partner with us. Um, Arts DuPage, in turn, is uh, marketing the whole month as, as the celebration of the arts and we're inviting community members. Try something. If you haven't ever been to Wheat and Drama, go see a play or go, you know, go to some of these smaller venues. Um, and we have listings of, like I said, 200 organizations they're not all participating because some of them don't have events in October sure. but a lot of them do Drury Lane and Paramount Theater so we have the large cornerstone um, organizations but then we have some of the smaller ones that they, they do wonderful maybe you've never things. heard of mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and some of the, the the impact oh my gosh some of the things that they do and again a lot of these organizations are run on pure passion and when you walk in you feel that yeah Julie, do you want to say any more in terms of kind of some of those programs during that month? Sure. By visiting our website, you can actually click on Arts DuPage Month, and it'll show you a variety of different things that are available. And as Debbie had mentioned, we have concerts, we have theater, we have gallery openings, book signings. There's 
whatever what might interest you or something as Debbie said let's try something different this is the time to do it because there's promotional pricing for some of the theater tickets or admission there's some giveaways there's great promotion to bring a lot of people together and a lot of these smaller venues love the opportunity for us to give them the exposure of to course bring some more people into mm -hmm. them so we really hope that people will tap into it and not just look for the things that they're used to doing. Try but something look, new. But looking at this as an opportunity to try something new. I think that's wonderful. That's a great idea. I'm going to be looking for that because it's it's easy to get in a rut, right? Mm -hmm. It's super easy to get in a rut. We're wrapping up. So Deborah, I'm just going to ask you, what can we look forward to very quickly in the fall? So in the fall, arts2page.org is available all year round. So after arts to page month, there's going to be a whole season of holiday events. So that's always really exciting. You can find, you know, whatever, again, whatever you're looking for. So if you like the ballet, there's going to be the Nutcracker and, and you know, concerts, things going on. Um, so I think just check out the site okay. and, and you'll be surprised. And okay. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for coming by. I love that you've explained to us how that connects between DuPage Foundation and Arts DuPage. It sounds like it's going to be a great month in October, so mm -hmm. lots of things for us to go try. So thank you. If you are interested in learning more about Arts DuPage and having something new to try this October, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay with us. We'll be right back with more Spotlight. You work hard, and you want to see your efforts pay off, literally. Whether you're dreaming of retirement, growing your business, or leaving a legacy for future generations, at Busey, we help you realize the possibilities of tomorrow. We listen to your needs and goals to create a sound strategy for you and your family. Enjoy the achievements of your life and work. We'll handle the rest. Busey, your dream, our promise. you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Warnett, and joining me now from the Swifty Foundation are Bridget Gustafson and Michaela Roberts. So welcome. Thank you. Super nice to have you back, and I love talking about the Swifty Foundation. We're going to start right out with you, Bridget. What's new? What are you working on? Yeah, so September is actually um, Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and to steal your program's title, we're trying to shine a spotlight on children who are living with and the children who have passed away from brain cancer, and as well as the medical professionals, family, and friends that you know take care of them. Um, so my twin brother, Michael, passed away from brain cancer in 2013, and that was kind of the genesis of the Swifty Foundation. Um, and our goal is to raise both money and awareness for pediatric brain cancer research. Um, and it's kind of shocking to learn, you know, all these different facts about brain cancer, whether it be um, that brain cancer has actually surpassed leukemia um, as the number one killer of children for cancer-related diseases. Um, survival rates haven't improved in 30 years, and there's only been four drugs for any type of um, childhood cancer. Yeah, that's created. shocking, isn't yeah, it? It's, yeah, it's so shocking. And, um, you know, a big part of this is 
that there's not much awareness um, and that kind of leads to this stalling in research and this disconnect. So um, through our work with this new campaign we're coming out with, we're trying to you know, reinvigorate this passion and this, um, you know, give a voice to the children who are living with cancer to try to get research and um, advocacy moving. Okay. Well, I know in the years that you have started this and your family and lots of friends have worked really hard at it, uh, you're really trying hard to get that awareness and you've done a lot of stuff. And you've got people like Michaela and, and I think this is one of the lovely things about your organization is it's very much youth led. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit, Michaela, about how you got involved with the foundation and how you knew Michael. Sure. Um, I was the 2015 recipient of the Michael Gustafson Sports Person of the Year Award at Naperville North High School. Um, Michael was on the golf team at North and now there's a scholarship recognizing um, a senior athlete who demonstrates his same dedication, courage, positive attitude. And so I was a varsity gymnast for all four years and so I was very honored to receive that award. Um, then once I graduated from North, I went on to continue my education at the University of Iowa. Go Hawks! <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was in the nursing program there and I will graduate in December. So um, I was so thrilled when Swifty contacted me about this campaign um, because it's really aligned with all of my passions of gymnastics, nursing, spreading awareness, and just the Swifty Foundation in general. Um, I've really wanted to get more involved and this was just the perfect opportunity. Well, that's wonderful. And I know yeah. you deserved that award because I was there. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Bridget, give us a little bit of background on this new new initiative, this new campaign, because it's exciting and then it'll explain a little bit about how Michaela so uh, intricately linked with it. Yes. <laughs> so Swifty recently started a national program. Um, it's called Gift from a Child. And basically it's this collaboration between different families who have lost their children to cancer. Um, but also children who have passed away and then been able to donate their tissue to further research and treatment. Um, and this group of families got together to um, create this campaign to try and recognize and celebrate um, those children that have passed away. And so there's kind of like this two-pronged approach that we have to it, and it's called give a hand, take a stand. And so you can take a stand um, and literally do a handstand like Michaela so lovely show this. Um, and that kind of just recognizes a child who is going through cancer who has passed away. And then our idea with taking a hand, or giving a hand, sorry, um, is to recognize somebody who's shown courage, perseverance, um, or just compassion. And that can be, you know, a medical professional, that can be a family member, a friend, or it can be somebody who doesn't even have anything to do with cancer and is just somebody who um, inspires you or has stuck by you in a hard time um, and to try to give them a hand to you just recognize recognize what they've done for you um, and then our idea is to nominate a few other or a, sorry a handful of others <laughs> um, I like it yeah <laughs> to then do the same and to try to just like create this movement um, just recognizing and honoring people. Well, I love that because you challenged a couple of our staff members to uh, take a stand, give a hand. And so we're going to take a quick break and take a look at what that looked like. So we'll be back.
Instead of doing a handstand, I'm gonna be giving a hand to Dr. Martine Nelson, who is Michael's pediatrician. Um, she was just such a shining light for our family during Michael's treatment and, you know, whether it be through dropping off prescriptions right on our front porch or cracking jokes, um, she was really the one who made Michael's tissue donation happen and we couldn't have done it without her. Okay, well that was super fun. I'm not sure that I knew that some of our friends could do such nice handstands, so that was fun. I was impressed. Yeah, right? <laughs> Good that they weren't on the North Varsity team, so that worked out, Michaela, for you. Tell us, though, why the handstand? Yeah, there are a couple reasons why we chose handstand. Um, one of them being Michael was a competitive gymnast before he got sick, and he did not lose a handstand competition, which is pretty impressive. Um, another reason why is because handstands are kind of like a metaphor for a cancer journey. Um, when you get a cancer diagnosis, it's kind of like a handstand. It turns your world upside down, literally, and it takes a lot of courage, determination, and just perseverance to kind of endure that. Um, and then also handstands are just a fun childlike thing to do and we really want to shine a light on the fact that 16,000 kids each year um, get their childhood taken away because of a cancer diagnosis. Yeah, what a great way to just kind of bring awareness to that and something that is fun, kind of channels Michael's spirit, but is something right. that uh, certainly also very much metaphorically explains how that mm -hmm. makes you feel, right? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Bridget, how do we get challenged? How do we get involved in the give a hand, take a stand? Yeah. So you can actually um, check out our website and we have everything that you could possibly need to to get involved in this, whether it be templates, examples, um, we're going to have photos and videos of people's, people's challenges. There's some really creative ones out there already. Um, and then using social media, you can actually create, create a post and um, challenge some friends. And then I think we're using the hashtag handstands number four cures. Yeah. Oh, nice. OK. That's it. Wonderful. We thank you so much for coming by. We wish you all the success with this new initiative. We wish you good luck finish up nursing school so you can help with the cure. And Bridget, we wish you all the best as always. Thank you for coming by. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about the Swifty Foundation's Give a Hand or Take a Stand program, please go and visit their website and make sure you get those challenges out there. We're going to take a quick break, but don't go away. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. to see your efforts pay off, literally. Whether you're dreaming of retirement, growing your business, or leaving a legacy for future generations, at Busey, we help you realize the possibilities of tomorrow. We listen to your needs and goals to create a sound strategy for you and your family. Enjoy the achievements of your life and work. We'll handle the rest. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome back to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette. 
I'm joined now by Terry and Emily. They're representing the Midwest Shelter for Homeless Veterans. So welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Emily, we're going to start out with you and the mission of your organization. Wonderful. Well, since we opened our doors in 2007, our vision's been simple. Um, we leave no veteran behind due to poverty, homelessness, mental illness, um, and we act as an organization to help those who served our country. Um, since we've opened, we've had grown immensely and currently have six programs that combat homelessness, um, whether it be providing a roof for our veterans, employment services so they have income, or just basic essentials through case management and our Freedom Commissary. We do what we can to help those in our community and serve our community's heroes. Yeah, well, and, and such a tremendous service that they've given, right? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Terry, talk a little bit about why we see so many homeless veterans and, and, and how, how do individuals find themselves in that place? The, the veteran gets off of active duty in one of the services and they may not have any kind of a job to go to initially. They may be suffering from PTSD or even traumatic brain damage. Uh, a lot of them are reluctant to admit that they have some type of problem, but it keeps them from getting jobs. It damages their relationships with their families, and then they end up being unable to find and keep a place to live. And instead of looking for help, looking for services, they basically try to go on their own because, mm -hmm. again, they're kind of trained to go on their own. Right, absolutely. They're trained so, to take care of other people, right? And trained to take care of themselves in yeah. any kind of an environment. Yeah. So they just sometimes shrink back away from the rest of society and pretty soon find themselves with no place to go. Or they can't find a job because they can't convert their military skills mm -hmm. into anything in the civilian world. Yeah, that's so tough. That's it, tough. It can be quite a difficult task for especially some of the lower-ranking enlisted folks who have a simple skill that's not transferable into the civilian community. Yeah. Now, Terry, what drew you to the organization? You're on the board. I have a kind of a, a strange background with that. I was also a member of the DuPage County Bar Association board, and I was the, uh, the guy who was in charge of the Veterans Day program for the organization. I met Bob Adams through that and through uh, Daughters of the American Revolution because my wife is involved in that. I had met and worked with him a little bit with setting him up as a speaker for the DCBA, as we call it. And then uh, a few years ago, they were looking for new board members. We've had some other folks from the DCBA on that board. They were looking for volunteers, and I have a very difficult time saying no. <laughs> and so I ended up volunteering to come on the board if they could use me. Yeah. That's how I got more involved in it and ended up on the board. And you've served, and so and, yes. and you've come from a place of stepping forward. Correct. I yeah. was a military lawyer yeah. for 28 years. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And, and as you know, we're a not-for-profit to uh, engage board members is such a critical part of what we do Absolutely. and to further the mission. Mm -hmm. So as we talk a little bit about your mission, what are some of the most urgent needs that you have right now? Right. Well, Midwest Shelter for Homeless Veterans would not be able to do what it does 
provide services for our veterans without our supporters. About 50% of our budget comes directly you know, from private foundations, individuals, corporations. So donating really truly does make an impact on the lives of a veteran. Um, if you're not able to donate financially, which is completely understandable, um, there are several ways to get involved that do help the mission and do make really an impact on the life of a veteran. So volunteering in our commissary, you know, donating to you know, one of our homes so that they have basic essentials and can focus on you know, recovering in their journey on whatever they are focusing on. Um, we always can use advocates for veterans as well. So just, you know, showing up and being there for our veterans by speaking of the issues is critical to our mission. Yeah, I think, I, and it's interesting, I think when we, we sometimes don't see enough of it, but I've, I've noticed when you're at the airports and, and just random people will thank somebody in the uniform right. for their service. Right. You can just sort of see the impact that that's having. I think that's so important, right, when you talk about advocacy. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, you know, legitimizing their experience and showing that they do make a difference as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Now, Terry, what are some of the challenges that you find to furthering your mission? Part of the problem in doing this mission of providing homes for veterans is finding the veterans who need them. Yeah. Uh, Bob was involved in this, Bob Adams, and another organization that I also had knowledge of and Bob worked with was literally going down to lower level Wacker Drive in Chicago because they knew that was a place that the homeless congregated and many of them were veterans. So getting the veteran who is homeless to overcome his pride, basically, and sure. say, yeah, I need some help. Uh, it, otherwise, it's a matter of trying to find them, persuade them, look, we're here. We're not judging at all. We want to do something to help you get back on your feet because we know you've got the qualities that made you a good service member, and we don't want you left out of society as a result. So that is one of the bigger challenges yeah and it's uh, it stems from perhaps problems within the military itself where the veterans do not want to admit to them that they have problems because sure. if they do that's going to hurt their careers if they wanted to stay in the military sure yeah it's a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy there right yes yeah that's tough that's tough um, Emily what can we do and what sort of exciting developments might you have coming? Right, so you know, just recently it was announced that the Chicago Bears is awarding us $100,000 wow. in order to fund and expand our Freedom Commissary. Um, so not only will we be able to provide excellent quality of individualized care for our veterans, but we'll be having a mobilized unit. So, you know, you'll see our van go out to communities for veterans in need so that they can have basic essentials. That's fantastic. Yeah. What a, go bears, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, but, you know, this is an amazing opportunity. Um, November 10th will be recognized at their um, home game against the Lions, just again to show, you know, what the organization does. Um, so we're very excited for that. 
elsewhere, um, we are approaching our Veterans Day campaign. While it's fantastic we have that, you know, Bears initiative, we still have to engage our supporters and make sure that we have enough funding to be proactive in the care of our veterans instead of reactive. So we'll be talking to individuals, community sponsors, and really just engaging on veteran issues um, in the next couple months as we close the year. Okay. Well, that's exciting. And I think also as you talk about being mobile, that's also kind of a little bit of a walking billboard, right, for you. So Absolutely. that's also yes. very helpful in raising awareness throughout the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's and, wonderful. And we uh, cover seven counties. So right. we need the mobility. Yeah, you can't just have everybody coming to you, right? right? You've got to be able to get out there into the community, as you mm -hmm. said, looking for those veterans that are in need of service. Mm -hmm. I want to thank you for the work that you're doing. It's obviously very important work, and um, I think oftentimes people don't realize that uh, there are people there that need help, mm -hmm. but maybe don't know how to ask for that help and so I think that's an important message too for us all to be mindful of that and uh, sensitive to it. Thank you for coming. If you would like to learn more about the Midwest Shelter for Homeless Veterans, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at UC Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. If you want to learn more about the organizations featured on today's show, please go and visit our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening in your community, sign up to receive our daily news update. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wynette. Thank you for watching.